for Prince Tally. My name is Ian Sutherland. And welcome back to Tuesday Afternet. So this is probably the latest of the day we've ever recorded an yeah, episode. it's currently 11.20 after like I got off work and Ian's been out doing stuff. Not only have I been out doing stuff, yeah, you also I worked work at 4.30 a.m. this yeah. morning. And like it's Monday so we can't do it tomorrow because that's our Tuesday. Yeah. Tomorrow's um, gonna be busy, but the good news is I've had three eleven-minute naps today. <laughs> and Ian doesn't nap. Ian's naps are legit eleven minutes. My naps are two hours, and that's like the minimum, like an hour. No, not two hours. I just like, need ten really minutes, and then I'm back and, like, on my Ian's feet. And like, okay, I'm gonna take a nap. The longest nap recorded, I think, of Ian is like twenty-five. I'm gonna say twenty-eight minutes, and it was like whoa i hope he's like that's okay. a reckless abandon <laughs> yeah literally before we started recording i was like i'm just gonna lie face down on the mm-hmm, floor for mm-hmm. a few minutes in fact there have been times where like we'll start a movie sort of late ian will fall asleep and then i'll i'll be the cute girlfriend i'm gonna turn off the lights and get blankets so come on let's go to bed he's like no <laughs> i just needed to rest for 10 minutes now i'm wide awake no no no, he there was this one time this little, little we were kid, watching the like, rundown and i was so awful about it <laughs> one time we were watching john wick and i legit yeah, did just need, i did just need a nap and then it was it fine. was but so when i fall asleep though during a movie it's oh it's bedtime no 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 really really let's just go to bed even though i'm like no it's fine i already rested but you should you should just see the way it transitioned to I'm waking up now. Okay, let's go to bed. No! (laughs) No! It's like this little... It's like the opposite of it. Let's go to bed. Um, And if you're thinking, oh, this is cute, it's not. It's not. Like, we're laughing, but it's not. It's, yeah. Um, Um, And we're going to have to try and keep it down this episode, too, because literally everyone else is asleep. So, sorry if we're a little quieter. Ian wanted to uh, start off, I think if you listened to uh, last week's episode, of starting off with a little bit before we actually get into the movie that we watched, our first Halloween movie um, until October is over, right? Because we don't, oh, they don't celebrate November. Are there November movies? Anyways, actually getting to our tidbit, I suggested <laughs> that we, uh, one of us picks a uh, Halloween memory and just talks about that. Since it's my pick, mm. Ian gets to choose his Halloween memory. Um, I always liked the spooky costumes. What's a spooky costume? Like a head- headless horseman, but without the horse. I'm just a headless dude. <laughs> just a headless dude? Yeah, we Does would he get hold those. the pumpkin guy? I don't even know what the catalogs were, like McCall's or whatever. They have all the Halloween Oh, costumes. yeah, some like Halloween yeah. party or whatever. Maybe like 30 bucks or yes, whatever I, for this I costume. I used to look forward. It was like you knew it was fall. I looked forward to getting that thing in the mail. Yeah, where we it would just like, flip through and be like, this mm-hmm. one's cool, this one's cool, cool, this one's dumb, this yeah, one's cool. Yeah, my mom would actually let us, I have a big family, my mom would let us circle the ones we thought were yes. cool. Yeah, <laughs> um, And we never actually got those, but like, yes. yeah, but yeah. it was still like a huge thing, like, oh, this is the feeling. Did you guys get that? Guys, let us know if you guys got like in the mail this little bitty pamphlet there's, from Party City of all the different There's no way costumes. for them to let us know, though. They can let us know. You can comment. You can comment, right? No. Oh. Keep it to yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't say nothing. But I'm, I'm curious if like that was like a 
California thing, a United States thing. Did you do you remember the last one? Like the last time? What's the last costume that you remember picking out before? Like those, you don't get those anymore, by the way. No, I mean I just like started assembling my own costumes at some point. Yeah, huh? So I don't remember what the last costume I like picked out was pre-made. Uh, what was your last costume that you were? I don't remember, really? <laughs> which is sad because this is my favorite holiday. It is my favorite holiday. Yeah. Um, I thought last about last year you had like a week of like just picking out some Halloween costumes for school. I thought that was pretty cool. No, I just did, I did a couple of looks, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was pretty was innovative. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it was like 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 I swear it's like I'm just gonna do this. I'm a sexy skeleton. And he did. He had these skeleton pants. Yeah, I saw he wore this pretty cool shirt. Um, and it was pretty cool. You know, he just had like I this tried collective look. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's really out of, I would say it's really out of character for Ian to, um, uh, I guess, do things with like his style. That's changing now. Like, I should tell you guys that he's wearing this really sweet shirt. Thanks. Um, it does make my lips look really pink. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned this once. But then I saw myself in the mirror. I'm like, why are my lips so pink? <laughs> Is it because I was eating Doritos for dinner? <laughs> and they make your lips pink? Don't eat Doritos that make your lips pink. What else am I supposed to eat? <laughs> I don't understand. Let's dive into the film. All right. So Halloween. <gasps> and of course, temperance picks. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. First, I should say, Ian, Ian and I said that if it was um, a Halloween movie... But it wasn't necessary. Like, this isn't the first movie you would think of that's Halloween that we'd have to, like, debate why we think it's a Halloween movie. And so... Because we were coming up against all these obstacles of, like, what is a Halloween, Halloween movie? movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... like, is it Halloween time in the movie? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's what we were saying. Um, or, like, you know, like, Hocus Pocus... Oh, wait, no, it's Halloween and Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of, like, a Halloween movie that's, like, it's not Halloween time, but that is definitely 100% a Halloween movie. I would say The Little Vampire, but I actually think it was Halloween movie, yeah. too. Ah, even in Twitches, it was Halloween. <laughs> um, so, my pick, though, I chose James and the Giant Peach. Which... Really, honestly, great call. I doubted you at first, he but did. I was so wrong. Yeah, he was like, Jason and Giant Peach isn't a Halloween movie. And what I was trying to get at is that for me, so I don't like scary movies at all. This is a common thing. Um, so Halloween movies for me are things like Halloween Town and um, I already mentioned The Little Vampire and Twitches and these movies, Hocus Pocus, like these movies that aren't necessarily scary. They're just like have this Halloween spirit. Um, and I don't even think James and the Giant Peach, Peach has that Halloween spirit per se, as much as I think it has elements that I think are like spooky. So definitely things like it, it has, I think anytime it, you're working with like different elements of, um, animation and i think this one goes from stop animation to 2d like hand-drawn at some times uh they do some really weird things with some images um there's also singing um there's also computer animation and it's pretty much like these giant bugs and i remember as a kid thinking this movie didn't like scare me as much as it did creep me out in a way of like this kid is living in this peach um, with these giant 
bugs. And they're not like, you know when like you put bugs in a movie, you can kind of try to make them cute or like less disgusting. But I think bugs are freaking bugs. The centipede, mm. the earthworm, the glowworm, like, you know, they were just like what they are. And they're kind of gross and lumpy. And I remember thinking as a kid, like, this is kind of creepy. This is, doesn't feel like this is okay. Um, so I'm saying this is a Halloween movie because it does have elements of, like, it's really dark. Um, I don't know how they do this, but the use of water um, in some movies is just, like, this really creepo vibe. The architecture really had, like, this, like, dark elements. Um, makeup, I thought, even the costumes of the two um, people. There's this really weird uh, plot line. Um, of a rhino it actually makes me think of um i kill monsters i kill giants mm. um where you don't know if if you're supposed to believe the rhino or the giants are real and it's crazy because like even in the movie they mention the rhinos like not only the boy but like uh, the bugs that he's interacting with mention the rhinos, and they're scared of the rhino. And so I'm like, um, is this real? Is this a metaphor? Like, the rhinos, like, someone told this boy that he got, like, totally Harry Pottered him. Like, your parents actually, like, you know, died in a car crash, and Harry's just like, what? Oh, I know, other way around. Um, so when <laughs> A you... magical car crash. <laughs> See what happens? And so I'm just like, I, like, I still don't even know, like, from watching this movie, like, ten minutes ago, if the rhino was actually real. So, here's my thing. I have so much, so much to say, especially about the rhino and that shark. Mm. But right away, as I was watching this movie, I forgot the bugs were real. At the end, when yeah, they come yeah, back down. Yeah, the bugs are real. And then they just have, like, a real life happily ever after. I'm like... Oh my gosh! Like the like the whole town of New York's like giant bugs, not a problem. Okay, it's a peach. I'll buy that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like bought that awfully fast, officer. Um, I mean, it looks like a peach. I can I know. buy it's a peach. So why was he having so much trouble in the first place identifying it? Whatever. It, I think he was having problems with like who's the owner of the peach. No, he was like, what is it? Anyway, the bugs are real. Mm-hmm. That really threw me for a loop because I. I'd seen this movie a bunch when I was a kid, but I did not remember the ending. Mm. So I was trying to guess what the ending was going to be based on what little I knew about the movie, and I couldn't come up with anything. I definitely thought the bugs were imaginary. No. no. So I'm guessing since the bugs are imaginary, that the rhino is real, and people just know about the rhino. So that makes me think, is this like a sci-fi movie where like there's this, this, this accepted thing that there are elements into this world? Like this isn't the first time you've seen a giant bug. And like the people of New York are also aware of a rhino. Like to well, it's, a, it's a fantasy film, not sci-fi. True. Which is sci-fi automatically means like propelled into the future? It tends to be speculative like that, yeah. Cool. You can have like... Well, it gets tricky because genres are imperfect containers, but yeah, generally. If you have elements that are otherworldly, but not necessarily based on um, advancements in technology Hmm. or existing cultures and societies. I mean, there's a shark. Yeah. Um, 
but the shark's really not futuristic it's it's sort of this symbol of what am i trying to say <laughs> it's this symbol of mechanization um and violent processes isn't that kind of like sci-fi though i guess like i think Elite the film battle angel is definitely heavy on the fantasy okay yeah. yeah i would say so i mean there's literally like I don't know if I was going to say dance numbers, but there's definitely singing involved. There's dance numbers. There's dance numbers. No more reason that Stop big basin squishing the peach. Yes. Yeah. Um, there are, the use of sound actually is pretty interesting. Um, and by interesting, I mean disgusting. Yeah, because they still sound like bugs. Like when they're uh, moving, they're making bug noises, and I hate it. And like just the sound of it. Like peaches are great. I love peaches. But like, do I really want to hear it being smushed? Do I really want to hear someone going... As they're eating a peach? Oh my god. I don't. <laughs> I can't believe you put that in our podcast. <laughs> I can't believe you violated There's the some space. There's real freaks out there that's like, ooh. I've been waiting all podcasts for this. <laughs> Temperance used her peach mouth. 12 episodes for <laughs> peach mouth. Oh, gross. Um, Wait, I have to do peach mouth now. Okay. Peach. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Shoot. Can't. Okay. okay. Not, all, not everyone can be Wonder Worm, but that's Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am Wonder Worm. <laughs> and then he was like just as whiny as he was at the beginning. Yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, people don't need to change. It took me forever to realize that his sunglasses, well, not his sunglasses because he's blind, mm. but his glasses mm. were changing shape. I didn't notice them. Yeah, what? they were changing shape to be expressive like eyes. Oh, so, yeah. so, 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 so. I think maybe I did notice that. It's a it's a pretty nifty detail that's easy to overlook. Mm-hmm. What did you think about? So what did you think about this element of like a rhino coming out of the sky? And it definitely the beginning of the movie. It like as I said, it definitely gives us like this up type thing. We're like, oh, mm. he has a loving family. They don't got no worries in the world. I mean, hundred percent like white family. And you only have like a single child, so, but. Um, they probably own that lighthouse. Like. And then they're just like, you have enough money to go to New York from London. This isn't pretty. But. New York, London, Paris, Munich. Everybody talk about pop music. I, baby, I'm going to take that out. I don't even know. It's copyright. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> um, Puerto Rican boys. <laughs> um, dang, I was going to say something. Oh, and then out of nowhere. Oh, Rhino comes out, and like even the dialogue, um, like it's. I think I think the beginning it says um, their problems, if they had any at all, were gone in thirty five seconds. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, narrator. <laughs> He's like, mm, shit happens. <laughs> you get gobbled up by rhinos. It happens. I like you know? that the rhino ate them. Like, I I this movie. It's what was very... the rhino gonna do? Well, rhinos aren't carnivorous. And you think they're gonna like he's gonna trample them and then just like go in the sky? I'm not saying like. Actually, I, th- I don't know if I trust this rhino. This rhino has three people he can eat. It can eat, and it only chooses the mom. Like that's a that's a shinny rhino. I'm just gonna say purposely though. We've like, already he thought like, about this. We've already upped our amount of curse words in this episode over I'm every sorry. previous episode. I'm like, it, once it hits that eleven o'clock, yeah, you get like sailor comes out, comes to out. 
Uh, you get peach belt something. <laughs> um, peach mouth sailor. So this movie, I watched a bunch as a child. So a lot of these like textures and colors and images mm. are like real anchor points for emotion and visceral reactions. Mm-hmm. I remember being spooked by the rhino when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Like spook because it's scary. Mm-hmm. You have this giant dark rhino. Which has sort of the same mechanical feeling as the shark mm-hmm. coming out of the sky to eat you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, that's wild. Mm-hmm. I wish I had come up with that. That's so good. But, like, not only just eat you, just eat your parents, mm-hmm. screw up your life, and then as soon as you get close to your goal, screw it up again. Trying to get you. And I like that because he's like, I'm not afraid of you. And it didn't stop the rhino. Like, mm-hmm. Rhino still did its rhino thing. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't afraid of it anymore. Mm-hmm. I thought that was more realistic than like I kill giants where she's like, I learned my lesson. There aren't giants. Like, no, sometimes they're still freaking giants. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter whether or not you're afraid of them. <laughs> like, there's yeah, still going to be giants. That was really hard to follow. That movie was really hard to follow for me. Yeah, the graphic novel is good. Mm-hmm. Remember when she hit Zoe Saldana? <laughs> and we're like, <gasps> how dare you? <laughs> you just hit drumline. <laughs> Stop. Um, you know, I actually thought my one of my favorite parts um, that I think was at least, at least imaginative for me that I thought like. Are you oh, talking about I Kill Giants? No, no, I'm okay. talking about Jason the Giant Peach. Okay. Um, a moment where I thought, like, oh, I wish I would have thought of that, or that, that that's an element that is just really good, was the tactics of the shark. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm thinking, like, oh, a mechanical shark is a really good symbol of just a regular shark. Like, you know, how... I mean, it, there are, like, a tons of things about sharks you hear about that I don't actually know if true. Like, they can never stop swimming was one thing that I learned. Um, they'll eat anything in their path. And so I was thinking, like, ooh, a machine shark is pretty good. I'm thinking it's going to act like a normal shark, but it's just mechanical, so it's scarier. Then it starts shooting stuff out of itself and, like, attaches onto the peach. And I'm all like, oh, Mm -hmm. shoot. And it makes me think of how, like, sharks can think and figure things out Mm, and how horrible that is. No, that shark's, like, an actual intimidating foe. Did you ever see... The original. What? She's whispering, but she's talking about shark movies. Um, yeah. <laughs> did you ever see the original Wallace and Gromit shorts? Yes, I've seen a few. Okay, do you remember the one with the dog? And the dog, not not Gromit, I was obviously. Like, yes. <laughs> but <laughs> no, the dog who turns out to be mechanical. I want to say yes. So we had, of course, on like some old VHS these Wallace and Gromit shorts mm-hmm. and we'd always skip a grand day out because it was like an early one I don't think my parents liked it very much mm-hmm. we'd watch the wrong trousers all the time with mm-hmm. that freaking penguin that penguin also scarred me as a child <laughs> not as deeply as the rhino but pretty close <laughs> um, if you want to see evil <laughs> just that penguin but then there was I don't remember the name of this one because we watched it so infrequently this really macabre one that we would we would just skip because mm-hmm. I, I generally didn't have the guts to watch it sometimes i did mm-hmm. the shark reminded me of that mechanical dog mm. in Wallace and Gromit. that same scary 
metallic robotic and yet mm. really intelligent mm. and really able to like adapt and solve problems mm. and really just trying to get you you mm. know and it, yeah there's this weird cesspool of primal childhood fear that i'll come across things like phantom giant peach and it just awakens these sensations within me mm. um yeah interesting it's um, weird that you saw this movie as a child it's weird it? that anyone saw this movie as a it, child. This is a Disney Channel movie, so it came on Disney Channel, and, like, at the time, like, everyone was watching, like, again, 8, 7 Central, mm. it is time to watch a movie, you know? So, it's, so to me, it's not so weird, because this is a Disney movie. That wasn't a Disney Channel movie, but they did show yeah, it yeah, on, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, wasn't Disney Channel movie, but they did show it on Disney. It's not Smart House. <laughs> you know, I like remember this movie being attached to another movie. Actually, like um, Disney Channel would always do like you know Halloween themed things. You know, so of course you know they had their Halloween town. I think I think it was almost every Halloween they would do the Halloween town marathon. Yeah. Um, but I remember this movie being shown. But it was almost always before another movie, like yesterday, they would play a movie, and then it would be James and Giant Peach. Mm -hmm. And I can't quite remember the movie that would happen before this. But to me, they had very much the same feel, that there's this moment of, like, um, unexplained, like an unexplained reality. Like, it, it's not gonna, it's not completely giving you, like, is this real or not? I think even in the end, it's still not. So I'd be interested to hear what that movie is, because the yeah. only movie I can think of with a similar like vibe would be, I mean, obviously this is the same team that did Nightmare Before Christmas, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. except for the music. Yeah, I was thinking like, isn't the Grasshopper Jack or something? Even like the pirates, you know. Well, I mean, that was Jack Skellington yeah, yeah. and Donald Duck. But I'm trying to think of like a movie like that. You know, I think there's a lot of movies that incorporate like you know mechanical things of something that already exists. it's scary it is yeah. i don't get why linus will talk about this specific phobia i think it's called submechanophobia it's essentially just things submerged underwater mm -hmm, being frightening mm -hmm. or intimidating mm -hmm. i think that plays on it you know definitely you have mechanical not even mechanical so much as just industrial things mm -hmm. in a very non-industrial context yeah yeah and we, when we were watching the movie i said like there's got to be more things at the bottom of the ocean than like old pirates you know and we both were uh, creeped out by that for a second yeah and it's even weird how like they dive deep and i'm thinking of like how long would it <laughs> me this movie that is completely a cartoon thinking like if they don't go up and breathe air and come back down and this movie is a lie and i'm thinking about deadliest catch where it's like you fall in the water you only have four minutes and then you're dead is that a thing i think it's something like that like you I'm have about like the national geographic like deadliest catch like the guy history that channel oh, yeah okay. but like if you go in this like freezing arctic water you have a very short amount of time before damage is like mm -hmm. almost guaranteed mm-hmm um, and so they're dumping into this icy water. I'm like, there's a spider and a little boy. Th this this happened before, you know? You know, in a movie where it's like, oh, we're at the bottom of the ocean, and then like, we're on a pirate ship, and then the pirates wake up. Pirates of the Caribbean. But I'm thinking of something else that's also a cartoon, in like almost the exact same scene. And Pirates of the Caribbean is creepy. Um, I literally mean like, this was a cartoon. 
I feel like we're getting a little off track. Yeah, what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Pirates, things in the ocean. What do you think? I mean, obviously this movie is about family and found family and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, your first family, you know, you, lo- you lose your parents or maybe you can't still have a family. Sure. But we keep coming back to these really big, scary, dramatic elements like the shark, like the rhino, mm-hmm. um, like the pirate ships. Mm-hmm. Those stand in contrast to this found bug family that's still not really cutesy you know i think that's kind of like you know like your found family is probably not going to be like at times not going to be the most beautiful or conventional and just because you have this newfound family doesn't mean you're not going to go through some terrifying crap Mm. you know um and you know they're going through the terrifying crap together Mm. um I think that's probably what they mean. Like, you guys are going to still have to problem solve. Interesting. And I think yeah. it's different from his first family that never had any problems. That was perfect. Yeah, that, like, very picturesque seaside beach scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look at the clouds. I almost Charlie? called him Charlie. Oh. oh, man, that's trippy. His name's Super, Super James. It's Super James. <laughs> it's Super James. <laughs> Wonder Woman Super okay. James. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, and I think that's what it was trying to do. It literally said if they had problems at all, they were gone in 35 seconds. I also liked how when this movie started, you're like, why don't we use backdrops anymore? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's all painted. You know what it makes me think of? This is completely off track. But do you remember in Shape of Water? I guess it kind of ties in. in... Ties into the fact that we're always talking about Shape of Water. We're always talking about a couple of the same movies. Yeah. Smart House. Um, we're, we're talking of, like, not around Smart House, because Ian's never seen it. Yeah. But in Shape of Water, and he, like, I guess paints posters, but it's, like, this new era where, like, you know. Sorry, I'm shifting so much. I know it's all going to show up in the sound. it's 11, you know? Yeah. Um, anyways, the guy in Shape of Water paints these posters, even though it's this new era where you could do things digitally. And it makes me think of that time where there's somebody now out of the job because there's no one to, like, draw backdrops. Which is probably not completely true, but I bet, like, it's hardly a thing now where, like, you're painting Mm. backdrops and, like, this is the whole scene. And it makes me think of, like, a dying art Mm. of someone who's now not able to paint backdrops. Like, that's all they did. I forgot what we were talking about, so for a second I thought you were going to say that mechanical shark put it put a shark out of a job <laughs> get these I new processes and... why would i need a real shark i've got this amazing robot shark so yeah um no that's true and it's interesting because i i, I don't think i've ever given backdrops much thought a few times i mean now painting people think of them as tacky sure but like they worked for this movie this was 96. Was a, this is a fantasy. Yeah, it's yeah. a fantasy story. And it's also, I think, supposed to be child book-like. Sure. So there's there's a certain aesthetic for which it works. And also just, that is, you're right, kind of a, a major component of film. Mm-hmm. From its inception onward. Literally, for class today, I watched a George Méliès short for the mm-hmm. first time. Even though everyone talks about George Méliès. Mm-hmm. I've never seen one of his short films. And things you do with a backdrop are kind of amazing Mm -hmm. 
it could be nowadays too that they're still using backdrops but in a way that's like you know you don't notice it's a backdrop like sure. in this in this movie you notice it's a backdrop it's mm-hmm. not real and i think that goes back into like um like showing that it's just an element of storytelling yeah um, absolutely you know and in a way if you can't like notice the backdrop then i guess why have the backdrop but you know i well, guess well but at the same time I don't know why. Why have the backdrop if you don't want to do computer graphics? Sure, it might be cheaper. It's gonna take a lot longer to do though. Maybe. I wonder if Wes Anderson ever uses backdrops. So I mm. feel like if he did, I just wouldn't notice it. Well, you know, like, in oh, stop animation, I mean, you're going to have. But like to. in Grand Budapest or something. Yeah, you can do Grand Budapest. Like the little sky tram thing. So. Mm. Like maybe right. And that just works for his aesthetic so much that I don't even notice it. I know that in... Because, you know, we we'll watch a lot of old classic black and white movies mm-hmm. with Dad. Yeah. So, like, in Rebecca, um, the Hitchcock film, they used a lot of matte paintings mm-hmm. for this big house. Mm. Um, and they're, like, really nice matte paintings. Mm. Such that it's a running joke in our family mm-hmm. where we'll be watching a movie, any movie, and he'll just point at something like some big momentous thing like a spaceship and be like that's a matte painting that's a matte painting (laughs) (laughs) yeah an actor will come on screen and be like that's a matte painting (laughs) um (laughs) i'm also thinking about i'm pretty sure the mansion in in house (laughs) is is on a matte painting when they're driving through the countryside that's a pretty good matte painting i'm thinking like this is a technique that i kind of enjoy be kind of a halloween movie don't, don't give me that idea. I don't do give me that idea. Watch that movie. It's dumb, guys. I really like that movie. I feel like you, you might really get more like out of that. it in retrospect. No. You know? I wasn't thinking about House, but now I'm thinking about House. <laughs> don't think about House. The, I'm disappointed in my other options right now, but we'll talk about that post show <laughs> <laughs> or at the end. Um, anything does this movie remind you of another movie or um, yeah, actually, no, does this movie remind you of another movie? That's a good question. I'm drawing a blank tonight just because I'm super tired. Mm-hmm. I bet if I were more alert and I hadn't just previously watched Sorry to Bother You, I could pull something That's out of my head. That's so true. But all I could think of is Sorry to Bother You. Sorry to Bother You is a really good movie, guys. Uh, yeah, watch that. That's your Halloween movie. Um, <laughs> um, it's not a Halloween movie, but it does have some moments where you're like, oh, shoot. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> What, it, what would this movie make me think of, though? It's kind of a strange movie. Mm-hmm. It came out in the mid-90s, which I think is interesting to make mm-hmm. such a weird movie that's stop-motion and live-action all these different forms of animation like, in the 90s. Yeah. Um, this is like a kid's book, you know? And I think there's a lot of, like, kid's book movies, um, especially with Disney. But, like, you know, I think this one where it became very more close to, like, uh, being inspired by elements of the book sure. than it actually like let's make like I don't know a movie <laughs> but like I, I think when I think of like the grasshopper specifically I always think every time I look at him mm. the material that they use the texture to me is so like thick paper like like it would be a pop-up book mm-hmm. type of paper that it's just something that I always think about, like how much like this this movie feels like a pop up book, yeah, um, for kids. And I'm I think about like what other movies um, are like 
you know, they're trying to be storybook-like. Well, and it makes me think of other Roald Dahl adaptations, right? Mm-hmm. I want to say I... I don't know if I've actually read Dreams of the Giant Peach. I think we probably owned it because we owned a lot of his books, mm. including SEO Trot, which is literally all about gaslighting, um, even though I didn't realize that when I was a kid, so I really liked it. Mm. But like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, mm. Matilda has also been adapted. I've never seen it. you never seen Matilda? I've never seen Matilda. So. I want to say, I've read it though. Mm. I want to say The Witches is Roald Dahl. I bet there are others. He's written, he was written a lot of books, and all of his books are kind of weird and a little twisted. Are they all about kids? Generally, yeah. Uh, not not across the board, but generally. These kids going through these really weird experiences, mm-hmm. you know? And just with the comparison of Matilda and Willy Walker and the Chocolate Factory. Charlie and the Chocolate Char- Factory. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Sorry, guys, not that one. <laughs> but kind of having either poor very mean or like absent like parents and it's always like someone else is kind of raising them it's it's so weird that like you know yeah yes kids go through this but it's not the first thing you think about like this is a kid's book and this kid's book is about like this kid like losing his parents it's about this kid and like their parents hate their kid or like in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, where like they're, they're just incredibly overworked. Oh yeah. Yeah, and extremely poor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. These kids are the books are weird, and these kids are challenged, like they face real challenges mm-hmm, and real mm-hmm. conundrums, mm-hmm. and they're forced to overcome those. Yeah, and none of the kids, at least so far, have ever been like spoiled brats or like you know deserved whatever. If, if anything, they've been like anti-spoiled brats, yeah. which makes it. I don't know. I, I have a hard time connecting to that. Mm. At the same time, though, I expected to think, as an adult watching this movie, that James was kind of a little punk. Like, I don't want to watch a movie about some little bright-eyed orphan. <laughs> uh, so but but he wasn't annoying. He was just like... Just a kid. Yeah, just a kid. Mm. He said his R is weird. He was, like, British. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say something oh i really like kids books i love them so much and i think it ties into why what movies that i like since growing up i didn't read a lot of kids books like i'm talking kids books where it's like 11 pages mm. and every single page is like either brightly colored or beautifully um drawn um so you mean picture books yeah i guess i do mean picture okay. pi- picture books you know and mm. those kids books Depends on who you ask, I guess. Sure. Picture books, which are kids' books to me. Mm-hmm. And how I, I just think the stories were simple. And I think it's so easy and touching to have these moments of um, they learned that they had a family. Um, they learned um, how to say thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, they learned that everybody poops. I know, not that one. <laughs> it's so weird you didn't have that um, growing up. One of the books I remember uh, reading recently, um, sometimes when I'm feeling sad, I will pick up a kid's picture book mm-hmm. and um, read them or help me and read them to me mm-hmm. um, to really just bring back um, some humanity in the world. That there's somebody out there that really wants to teach a kid. Oh, man. Um, you know, just, hey, you're not alone out there. 
Um, are you the deep one in this relationship? <laughs> I feel like you are. Uh, I was going to say, I was going to say one that I remember is Lupita uh, Nyong'o wrote one of these books. Aww. And it's about um, her, and I believe her sister. It could just be a story she wrote. Mm-hmm. But um, it's about this girl. And it's, it's you know, really pretty. I think it's a little oversaturated for my taste, but it's really pretty Like color-wise? Yeah. Okay. Like, like each page, like, is co- like fully covered. Mm. And it's about this young girl who is very different from her sister, who is always kind of perceived as lovely and beautiful and light. And how she's perceived as dark. Not necessarily mm. not beautiful, just dark and different. Mm. And he, the story is so sweet because it's compared to, like, someone being the sun and someone being the moon. Um, but it's definitely this moment where this girl, this small child, is just doesn't like being as dark as she is. And it's about being, like, you know, an, like a dark-skinned African-American person. Dark-skinned person. And I, I just remember that book of... I've never personally ever felt, like, um, that I was really dark African-American. Um... But I thought that I've heard stories from other African-American women of being really scared of being so dark. Um, And there's this beautiful image at the end of this young black girl um, kind of being blended in with the background. Mm -hmm. And I just thought she looked so lovely. Um, And I, I think about I think about that. And sometimes the stories are written out for you. They're kids' books. And sometimes they're these really easy lines that I think are um, simple but unique. One of those lines is in this movie that I really enjoy. And it's when a grasshopper says, um, most grasshoppers try. And it's when um, he says, do all grasshoppers play music? Most grasshoppers try. But when I feel happy, it sounds like this. And it's these just like this beautiful moment that I think of um, having these eloquent lines about someone's passion or about how someone's beautiful. Just really well put together that just hit home for me. So watch this movie. I was just going to say that uh, Miss Spider is a babe. That's it. He said this, and I was like, I think don't when I was be a kid, into I had a emo crush girls. On the like, yeah, yeah, of course you're. Emo spider. <laughs> yeah, I don't. And she's Charlotte, you know? She's Charlotte from Charlotte's Web. I guess. I don't he think looks ever... up to her like a mom. Sure. But then she and Mr. Centipede definitely have, like, they, a romance. They don't. They have, like, a flirtation bickering yeah, game. Yeah, it's cute. It's not a romance, though. Except for that final dramatic pose at the end. What final dramatic pose? After the big um, we're family dance number. They're like off on the side. He's got like a serious look on his face. And they're like posed together. Mm, That's a great song. I don't remember. I like that song. Do you? Yeah, I do. Mm. I remember that vividly. I keep forgetting Glowworm exists in this movie. Yeah, me too. Glowworm don't exist. We already have Worm. <laughs> I like that they didn't make them cute. It's, it's good. Um, we should start to wrap up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's yeah. past midnight. Um, so fun. We both don't have work tomorrow. Well, I don't have work until 3.30. I'm doing internship <laughs> stuff all day and school reading besides. So, um, so you want to start off with why you should watch this movie? I'll start off why you shouldn't because I didn't. Here we go. Uh, you shouldn't watch this movie if you're a little punk. I'm done. That's it? 
Uh, don't watch this movie if you are really terrified of bugs. Mm-hmm. Or rhinos. Or rhinos. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, right before we watched this, I watched this thing about Mardu from Brave. So, also don't watch this if you're scared of bears out of respect for Mardu. Um, I feel like every time we do this, we're getting further and further away of why you shouldn't watch this movie. Because there's really not a good reason why you shouldn't watch a movie. Maybe we should mix it up, do something different. Like what? I don't know. You want to talk about it on air? <laughs> like you Don't did last time. <laughs> um, why you should watch this movie. I don't know. I think this was probably more influential on a lot of kids than I realized. Really? I thought I was the only one that saw this as a kid. Really? It's like the Iron Giant. I guess when you see a movie as a kid that's not just entertaining, it has some real deep emotional impact on you. Tends to feel personal. Hmm. Tends to feel so, like something from your childhood. Does that? Does you know? this movie do that to you? Yeah, it feels like something from my childhood, hmm. and so I forget. Like, oh, this is probably from a lot of people's childhoods. So, so, I think check that out. Like tr- getting those, getting that pamphlet of costumes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Great, great tie-in. <laughs> um, and. Stop motion animation, mm-hmm. I think, is pretty good in this movie. The way they animate the bugs differently is both gross and cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking I would not want to be the animator in charge of Mr. Centipede and all his arms. Mm. Um, so. There is just one person on arms. Like, mm-hmm. your job is to keep track of them arms. Yeah. And he still messed up. <laughs> um, I mean, they did. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I think all the bugs had like a distinct style in terms of their animation. I thought that was really cool. Mm. Um, the art design is just interesting. Mm-hmm. It can feel a little typical storybook at first, but it really, I think, breaks away from that pretty quickly mm-hmm. by introducing hey, there's a, a rhino. carnivorous rhino. <laughs> um, and when that Coming peach is rolling down the hill, and then it rolls over the fence, and then that becomes the walkway for this peach. They're flying through the sky. That's just cool. That's just <laughs> you cool, said it man. a moment, or like when it hits the chicken. I'm like, ah, the chicken got hit. But you were like, um, good job, physics. And I was like, what's he even talking about? When it like went over the church because it hit that one little tombstone. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I really, I just wanted to see it destroy the church, but I didn't think they were gonna incorporate that. I thought so. it was gonna get stuck on like the spikes on top of the church. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It rolled into the ocean. And then people wanted to eat it after it's been in the ocean and birds been pooping on it. giant bugs who have to poop somewhere. Birds, bugs don't poop, babe. Have you ever seen... (laughs) (laughs) Why do you think he's always at the end of the freaking walkway, babe? No one come out here. (laughs) Earthworm, I told you, this is not dirt. (laughs) It's horrible. Okay, <laughs> shut it down. Shut the freak down. I don't know what I'm doing for my pick. There's yeah. a 1945 film. It's an anthology film. So different directors did each segment. Oh. It's called um, Dead of Night. Zombies. It's supposed to be spooky, but it's from 1945, so it can't be that spooky, right? Yeah, however spooky Dr. X was, right? Dr. X was like 30-something. I'm thinking more like Cat People, which is 42. I just let's want to mention before we uh, head off and finally get to bed. I'm so tired. Uh, me too. I can see it in your eyes. Yeah. 
but there are like you know two types of Halloween I want to say and I hope with our picks you can uh, feel the two uh, Halloween themes and one is like you know really scary spooky what's that movie Neff said Inception Inception's not a horror movie Insidious Insidious there yeah, it is he loves that series scary yeah um anyways though like you know you know halloween can be really scary and there are some haters out there that's like halloween can only be really spooky and really scary or it's not real halloween i am not one of those people i'm not one of those people either i love scary godmother like the rest of us there's scary halloween stuff and then there's also like this other halloween where it's all about cute pumpkins and trick-or-treaters except not this year Mm. um and like there's these movies that are just like cute a little vampire for instance had a big crush on him mm. but it's wrong for me to have a crush on a spider <laughs> i had a crush on a vampire <laughs> not a spider but hopefully you get both those vibes of yeah. like oh man that's kind of creepy and also vibes of like oh that's cute i, I would, love pumpkins yeah. And I would say that I would want to find a movie that combines both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this movie comes close to doing that. Mm, comes so close. So mm-hmm. And I just want to say, game recognized game. <laughs> Excellent first Halloween movie yeah, pick. Yeah, yeah. Like anyone who doesn't think this is valid as a spooky time Halloween film, they, they can didn't personally watch it. bite me. They, just, <laughs> like, they haven't watched it. Like yeah. they say, oh no, I remember James and the Giant Peach when I was like, 12 little snot monster yeah. and i remember it not being scary no 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 if you watch Go this again this scared you I'm yeah yeah saying. you can't say you watched james and the giant peach when you were like eight and now you're like 45 and you're like i remember james and the giant peach lingering trauma yeah, yeah that no. rhino's got teeth bro um so i'm leaning towards dead of night because mm-hmm. it came up recently in something i was reading but <sighs> it, it could be anything else it could be house you know, someone came into Starbucks today and asked for the Cinderella drink. No, nope. I was all like, <laughs> we're shutting down. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm being um, distracted. Yeah, until next week and and my spooky Halloween it's pick. Spookapuck. <laughs> Spookapuck. <laughs> uh, I'm Ian Sutherland. I'm Jennifer and Sally. This has been Tuesday after next. Bye. Toodles. Thank you.